0: Okay, let's do it. Welcome back to Confident as Buck. I am here with a really good friend, someone I'm excited to introduce to you guys. I am here with Jasmine or Jasmine is losing it. <laughs> so, we are here with Jasmine and she is a online creator, but she also recently had gastric sleeve surgery and she also has a really good story about overcoming um her weight and her uh, background. We've touched a little bit on it in the DMs, which is actually how we met. We met through Sarah. If you guys remember her episode, I'll link that down below for you guys in the show notes. But she has a really good story. (laughs) Excuse me. She has a really good story. And we're going to dive into that a little bit today. But everybody, welcome, Jasmine. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for coming. Yes. So we are going to talk all about you your story um everything so first of all just introduce yourself to us tell us who you are what you do
1: um yes as you said my name is jasmine um i am 31 Um, I have been plus size just about all of my life. I have had struggle with confidence um, and I'm just trying to overcome that, be more confident with myself, um, lose that insecurity and drop all those bad habits that make me the wonderful person that I am.
0: Yes. I love it. Um, We're going to dive into all of the things and I can't wait, but first we're going to do our weekly Mm -hmm. fave. So do you have a favorite or anything that you've been like loving this week?
1: yes so um, i'm in this group called girls atl and so a lot of us like you know have been kind of down on ourselves and like re- been really hard and i know for this past week has been a really rough week for me at, at school i mean not school excuse me I'm not even at school um at work <laughs> um but i i actually got a phone call on my way home today and i um it was from my old supervisor and he told me that he's expected twin. And so what I love so much about that is because I've known him for two years and he's always said that he's a father, even when he wasn't, because he said if he speaks it so much, then he will be a father. And I was just like, I started crying like when I found out he was having twins because I was like, you wanted this for a over five years with your wife, and now it's happening, and it's happening at times, too, so I went in, in my group, and I was like, y'all, if we just speak positivity, this is going to happen for us, um, and even at work, like, you know, I just started a Wednesday. I just started, like, you know, saying to myself, I can overcome this. I know I can be great in my job. I, this is just a bad week, but we're going to turn it up, and it's going to end up great, and it was great, and my supervisor is giving me praises the rest of this week, so Yes, that is my favorite. Just speaking things into existence and knock all that negativity out of your life.
0: I love that. That is a really good fave. Something that I don't think anyone Mm -hmm. has ever shared, like speaking things into existence or manifestation, Mm -hmm. but it's so powerful because once Mm -hmm. we say it out loud, we're like acknowledging it and then our actions change and our mindset changes. It's just really, really powerful. So I love that so much. Um, What did you do this week that made you feel confident? um me
1: I what did I do this week to make me feel confident Um,
0: well today
1: because I knew I was going to be on here I want to get my hair and my nails done (laughs) so um like you know when you look good you feel good so I was just like you know hey I I said I was going to do my hair myself but I was like I woke up this morning, I was like nope I'm going to get my hair done. It's going to be a great day. the a great, you know, year. I'm going to go get my na- hair done, get my nails done. I feel good. So
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. You look great. Problem.
1: Thank you. You look great.
0: Yes. Um, it, it does make you feel more confident when you get ready. Like, mm-hmm. even if it's not something like getting your hair professionally done or doing like loads mm-hmm. of makeup, even just doing something feels really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like putting that effort in. So I love that. I love that Mm -hmm. so much. Um, I was talking to you just before we got on and I was saying that I was reading your um, questionnaire that I give to everybody before they come on the podcast just so I have some reference points. Um, And you were saying that you um, weren't really sure. One of my questions on there is what makes you feel the most confident, right? Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: you on there said you weren't sure Um, what makes you feel the most confident. So I kind of want to dive into that a little bit. Mm -hmm. and bring it also back to your bio that you put on there because I was like wow like that is some of the stuff that we talked about in the dms too Mm -hmm. but how do you feel like before you got your surgery Mm -hmm. so you got your surgery this year I mean sorry last year 2022 (laughs) (laughs) you remember Uh it's 2023 but you got your surgery in 2022 leading up into that did you have I know from knowing you but can you share? how your upbringing was and how that really affected your confidence and, um, how you lived your life as an adult.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm from a really small town in Northwest Alabama. Um, and it, everybody is kind of, or not kind of is very judgy. Um, And you always have to look a certain way, be a certain way, act a certain way. And I was always like, you know, loud and like, you know, of course, plus size. And I was always as a kid, I was comfortable with myself. Um, But then people started telling me like I shouldn't be comfortable with myself. And this wasn't friends or anything like that. Like this came from my family so like you know when it comes from your family and not your friend like you know friends you can I mean it still hurts it stings like you know bullies still hurt but when it comes from your family it's like oh my gosh because like you know I I honestly do feel um it made me think a couple of years ago I was like I think I'm the biggest person in my family and my biggest size was 275 and I was like you know I really thought to myself I really think um the biggest person in my family. And, um, it just kind of, I don't know why I hurt my feelings, but it did. But, um, but yeah, like it, it started from my childhood within my family. Um, like I said in my bio before, um, my aunt, she was actually the one who reminded me sometime last year that, you know, she made fun of me as a child and she bought me Slim Fast as a gag gift for Christmas. And I didn't even remember that. And I remember a lot of things from my childhood, like that hurts my feelings. But like, you know, she, she came in, she apologized to me for that. Um, because, you know, she she grew, like, you know, she understands a lot of things, and um, I was telling her that's why I try so hard to understand people, because people never understood me. People never really saw me for me, because it was always my weight first. It wasn't who Jasmine is, or anything like that. Jasmine couldn't be who Jasmine is because, you know, she needs to worry about looking like her friends, looking like the people at church, you know, rather, no matter how much I played outside or anything, like, you know, it's just, I didn't look like them. So I was better than them because I was bigger than them. Um, and like I said, this came from family members from my age and all the way up to like, you know, older age. So, um, yeah, and I, I I'm not even gonna lie, like a part of the reason why I did want to have weight loss surgery is because I did want to see some of my family members to see me smaller before they die. Like this this guy is true. So yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that was gonna be one of my questions too, was what made you um get the surgery? But before mm-hmm. I go into that, I want to talk about um Hurtful comments or gifts, like you're saying, coming from your family Mm -hmm. and how much different that Mm -hmm. feels than friends. Cause I think that's a really, really good point is, you know, other people, we can kind of like brush it off. We can kind of say, like, okay, they don't know me. They don't know who I am. Mm -hmm. They don't know anything about me. Or, or, you know, they're maybe just mean or a bully or whatever we can use to justify that. But then when it comes from your family, especially when we're kids, Mm -hmm. it is so hurtful because. I was reading um, something a few years ago and, you know, they always say like, you always hear like a mother's bond with a child, right? is like so strong, like a mother's love, like mm-hmm. all these different things. Right. But then it kind of turned it on its head and it was saying that that isn't actually necessarily true. It's actually the other way around. So a child's bond with the mother or um whoever is like closest in their life is actually the strongest because we are completely dependent on them for so long Mm -hmm. and then we look up to them we mimic their behaviors you know we think that they you know what we think of our parents we're like oh my gosh they're amazing they're the best right until you know that shifts but we think that we want to be just like them. And so when criticism or, um, bullying or anything like that, hurtful comments come from your family and especially your parents, it is way more hurtful. So when that happened, when you were a kid, what was the like turning point for you where you were like, okay, like, I don't know if these people are fucking crazy or, is it my weight, or is it something about me or like, when did you start to like shift gears and realize that, or did you, I guess I'm assuming now, but that it wasn't about you. It was about something within themselves.
1: The shifting point was probably maybe like last year or year before when I noticed it wasn't me, it was a them thing. Um, because like, you know, I had to do a lot of self-reflecting on that. Um, it's, it's still a lot of things I have to unlearn because I, to be honest, I can't even take a compliment now. Like if somebody compliments me, literally, like I say, I, I pick out everything that's wrong with me head to toe. Like, you know, I, I can't, and like my friend told me, um, this is actually 2021. And one of my good friends told me, and she was like, it looks like you're losing weight. And this is before, you know, of course I had my surgery. And I was like, girl, it's just what I'm wearing. I just look small. She was like, Jasmine, take the compliment. Like literally, just take the compliment. It's not that hard. So that really kind of woke me up um, in therapy too, um, that it's not me. It like, you know, it is them. It's always been okay to be me. Um, because while you even explaining what you were, you know, your question and everything, um, I was really thinking to myself, like, you know, I think it was, like, in first grade, I started writing hate notes to myself. And, um, like, you know, it was it was really hard, and, like, I still do remember that. And um, i never forget my grandmother. She used to work at a grocery store, and I left my folder in one of the buggies one day, and my cousin worked there, too. And so, like, you know, she got it, and she read it. And, like, you know, so, like, it was, like, a, it, the, my whole hate note was public to my family now and I was like oh my god like now I feel even worse because y'all made me feel this way now I feel even worse because now y'all know and now I hate myself even more but yeah it was I I know it was from that young until so I'm 31 now so about 20 29 28 29 when I noticed it was them now
0: wow that is so 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 crazy to write the mm-hmm. note and then for someone else to find it talk about like shame embarrassment guilt what happened mm-hmm. after they found it
1: um it was just I, I remember like literally it just circulated in my family like what I wrote in the note I can't even remember what it was uh you know what I said but I do remember I said like you know I just hated myself like I was never um thankfully I was never suicidal or whatever but you know now hindsight i I just always think to myself like how was i not you know like i I really thought to myself like this is what people literally want to die for and it is it's so sad and a lot of people do that because of friends and family but this literally came from within so i'm just like oh like i'm so thankful that you know i kind of still had the like little thing in the back of my head like you know you're okay i i do feel even though i didn't feel that way I know I had to have that trigger in my brain to say, Hey, you're okay. Because, you know, nothing detrimental, thank God ever happened to me. So yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. Thank God for that. Because yeah, that is the things that people, you know, unfortunately take their lives for. And, mm-hmm. um, I want to also go back to, um, your family and all that and, all that coming at you. Right. And then you realizing, like you said, that it was within them. And I think that's the most important part of what we're talking about is that mm-hmm. usually actually, like I would say almost a hundred percent of the time when someone is coming at you with all this type of like uh, negative energy or, um, hurtful comments, it is always a reflection. We are just mirrors. I always say this all the time in my coaching programs is when people are like, Oh my God, you helped me discover this. And I'm like, I am just a mirror. Like you already had this in you. I am just showing you your best self, Mm -hmm. but people can also Mm -hmm. show you, um, or sorry, people can also reflect their worst selves onto you. And Mm so being able to differentiate and say like, okay, this is not me. This is not Like this is coming from somewhere else, but as a child that obviously like we can't do that yet, Mm -hmm. it takes a long time. Like you said, 29 years. So when you, before you got to surgery and you started to realize these things, do you feel like you were like a catalyst for change in your family? Because like you said, your aunt came and apologized to you, which I think is amazing. Like talk Mm -hmm. about extreme ownership. That's awesome. Um, I'm sure that felt very vindicating for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you feel like you're kind of like a catalyst for change in your family or has things still kind of remain the same?
1: Um, I do because the, and actually the aunt that like, you know, came and apologized. She's actually one of my two favorite, um, aunts to be honest. Um, and we talk and we have deep conversations all the time. And so last time she visited, um, me here in Atlanta, she was asking me, she said, do you love yourself? Because, you know, you judge or not judge, but you know, I I like can critique something very hard. Um, and I told her, yes, I do. And like, you know, because she tells me all the time, I make her think a certain way. Um, several other family members have told me I make them think a, 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 a different way. But my thing is, is like, you know, I dissect everything. I try to, like, you know, look at it from all different stances and, and things like that, because again, I know how it feels um, to be the eyeball out or, like, you know, just to be right and being told you're wrong. So, um, yes, I do feel that I am a catalyst in my family for, like, you know, that having their mind changed.
0: I love that so much. I feel like we are like a generation of changers over here, which I love to see. I feel like it can be, it's such a good domino effect that happens when you Mm -hmm. start to change yourself and then people around you start to notice and then they start asking about it. And then they start, like you said, your aunt saying like, oh, you're making me think differently. That's like such a good, good thing to see in a family. So I love that. And it's so good that your family is starting to change? Because a lot of people would probably go through something like this, go through with the surgery, and then their family would be even more resistant. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Do you see that a lot in your community?
1: Um, yes. I mean, and, so, and I'm not going to say it's with me, but like, you know, a lot of people are, um, they they make fun of you for losing too much weight. Um, because I do know for a fact um a friend of mine, she told me she was like, if you have this surgery, you're gonna end up looking a mess and I'm gonna make fun of you. Cause she was like, All these people that I know look a mess and I'm gonna talk about you just like I talk about them. And I was like, Well, okay, that's fine. And I like, you know, I had to bring to her attention. Um you know, it may look funny to you because you're always seeing me as a plus size person. So I do feel like a lot of people's families that aren't still receptive to that, like, you know, they don't, they've always seen them as being plus size. So now when they're small, it looks, it may look funny to them. You know, just the same way you're skinny, you can blow up and, you know, go from 130 to, let's say, 400 pounds It's going to look weird to everybody. Um, but a stranger off the street, like you and I, like, you know, I don't know what you look like 10 years ago. I don't even know what you look like, you know, this time last year. I don't know that, you know, you don't know what I look like this time last year. So, you know, I can't look funny to you. You can't look funny to me. So, um, to people that are in my community that do, you know, experience backlash like that, I do try to remind them everybody else doesn't know what you look like and it's still all about you.
0: And did you, did your friends shift when you started like losing weight or you started doing any type of like self-growth? Did your friends shift or did you lose some friends?
1: <laughs> Most definitely. I lost some friends <laughs> and the smaller, it's so crazy. Smaller friends. I really? Um, But it, but it's so crazy. The friend that told me that she was plus size as well, but she was smaller than me. Now she is, bigger than what I was in my surgery. Right? And now she's asking me about the surgery. So my, how the tables turned! <laughs> but um, for the friends that are smaller than me, um, that I don't uh, talk to like that, I do feel like the duff situation. And I mean, any, anybody, any size can always get duff. Like, you know, I've duffed somebody before, like, you know, for a time being, and they knew that I'd be like, girl, you're you real quick. But okay, um, explain duff to us. I, Oh, designated ugly fat friend. Oh, okay,
0: okay. I'm like, I know I heard that before, um, but I'm like, maybe this is like some Atlanta slang that I don't know.
1: No, um, (laughs) no, that's one of my favorite movies, by the way. Oh, Um, that's right, it was a movie. Yeah, it was a movie. Um, but just like how, um, I can't even think of the guy's name now that I'm even saying it. But in the movie, he was saying, that doesn't mean you're fat or ugly. It's just a term that you coined for, like, you know, being somebody's wingman. But um, for the friends I lost, like, you know, I do see that I was their duff. Because, like, you know, some some people always need somebody to that they feel are less than them. Rather, it's like, you know, it can that could be in work, you know, at home, whatever. Everybody sometimes needs somebody that they feel is less less than them to make themselves look good. So, you know, quite naturally, like, you know, if you have a a nice shape, you know, you're smaller and we go out together, whatever, like, of course, more people are going to be drawn to you than to me. I may get one person versus you may be getting 10, which did never bother me, but that boosts your ego. I don't feel that I would be there, ever be that person that would need my ego to be stroked like that. Um, so now that I have lost weight and now I am quote unquote acceptable to them or equal to their other friends, I'm no longer that person they want to call, like you know, to um, to go out or like you know, go to the mall, anything like that. So, I and, and to be honest, it doesn't even hurt. It, 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 that does not hurt me because I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm healed now where that cannot hurt me. So, yeah.
0: Wow. That is so, such a good point because that's like a scarcity mentality, right? It's like, okay, we're going out. Mm -hmm. There's only a certain number of dudes here. I got to make sure I have all the cards in my hand. And so I'm not Mm going to bring anybody that can compete with me. That is such a scarcity mindset and such an ugly quality, Um, yeah, I would never want to even like be friends with people with someone like that now, Mm -hmm. but ask me a few years ago, I probably would have, you know, like, it's like you said, it comes with healing that you recognize those things and they don't hurt. They're just like Mm -hmm. recognized. Right. And you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. I see. So, um, also I wanted to ask you about the surgery community because, Mm -hmm. um, since I connected with Sarah which I don't remember how we even found each other, Sarah and I, but um, since I connected with her, I have a lot of uh, other people from the VSG community follow me. And then I follow them back you, but on a load of other people too. And you guys have a very, very strong community on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, is where I see it, but I'm sure it's on other platforms as well. So can you talk about the good things about that community and are there negative things about that community and how that community looks?
1: Um, so good things about that community. Um, I was actually on TikTok right before my surgery and I was looking at different people to like, you know, go ahead and get, um, get tips and how they were things like that. Um, I found this girl named Natalie and Natalie and Sarah are like bariatric best friends. They actually have this group together. Um, she was my, actually my very first friend in the bariatric community. And so, um, after that, I was like, well, I'm just going to make a weight loss page. And so I seen all these people and it's so much support, like just flowing in and like so many people, like, you know, even though I, I have like almost 600 followers. But, you know, so many people write me every day asking questions and things like that. And I'm like, girl, why are you looking up to me? Like, I'm nobody. But, you know, I feel like everybody sees everybody else's story as something beautiful. And I think there's so beautiful about that. Um, but the negative side about it is I haven't experienced it yet. Um, but somebody did tell me there was like, you know, some like I guess more senior people like that may have had it like three or four years ago. They're like, you know, now like bodies are banging, they may have gotten their skin removed, they may be tough in the gym and have this big gym following, whatever the case may be, like, you know, forget where they came from and where they were a couple of years. And like, you know, they kind of isolated a couple of people. And I was like, oh my God, how could you do? Like, you know, I could not believe that. Again, never seen it, don't even know who these people are. But, you know, there was like a buzz at one time. Um, and then a negative. another negative thing is still self-comparison. Because I had to get off for about a month because I was just like, I was looking at these people that had it around the same time as me um and like you know they look so great and like you know never touched a gym since they had surgery and I was just like oh my god like you know you're 150 and I'm still struggling at that point in time I was like 210 I was like what am I doing wrong like I just could not believe that and um I'm not gonna lie like I experienced a little bit of bulimia and like you know I'm not talking about throwing up like I came out of but. Um, I, I remember I actually was sick at this point in time and like I had, you know, I'll use the bathroom and I noticed how much weight I had lost because I, you know, was sick and used the bathroom. And like, it just, I mean, that just a little bit of negativity, like just got in my head, like, Ooh, this is how I'm gonna get it. And then I got to the point where I literally could not work because I was like running to the bathroom. And even if I were to like, get out of my bed or get off the couch or whatever, I felt like, I was gonna use it on myself. And like that, which is and that lasted for about that bulimia, I call it bulimia, but it lasted for about a week and I was like, nope, this is not healthy. And then I was like, let me just get back on Instagram and let me just get back to my community. And when I got back on Instagram and I seen everybody still going through the same thing as me, like, you know, you still want to lose five more pounds and like, you know, you or either you hit this goal. I'm like, nope. Why did I do that for? That was so stupid in me. Like, you know, some people over here struggling. Some people are great, but they're great today. That does not mean they won't struggle tomorrow. does not mean that they didn't struggle. So um, I I feel like that situation itself was a negative and a positive, but it didn't come from anybody but me because I should have still seen like, you know, everybody else's success as I'm going to get there too. Like, you know, I, and I I truly am happy for everybody. Um, It's just sometimes I feel like in life anyways, it's so hard to see um, how people's progression is, you know, a lot faster than yours. Um, But again, once you break that stall for anybody in the bariatric community listening, like, you know, once you break this stall, like you're like, thank God. And like, you know, just, it's going to be a great world.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that even happens, you know, not, not only in the bariatric community, right? Like mm-hmm. comparison, it's huge. Mm-hmm. It's huge in the coaching world. Mm-hmm. It's huge in any type of like gym setting. Um, mm-hmm. When I was a trainer, that was a huge thing as I was comparing myself to every other trainer, like, Oh my God, I didn't have this body or that body. And I was, I was way smaller at that time. And mm-hmm. I was the smallest I had ever been as an adult, and I still was like, "Oh my god, I'm not like this is not enough." And so that comparison factor can be so like so mind twisting, mm-hmm. like you said, and like it's just it it seems so silly when we really break it down, because it's like, okay, this person has a totally different body. They're who knows mm-hmm. what they're eating. They're only showing highlight reels because it's on Instagram, and who knows what they're really going through? Like, we don't know any of that yet. We're like, oh my God, like, I can't believe she did that. Or I can't believe like she did that and I didn't. And you're calculating in your head, like, okay, she did this much in this time. Like the same thing goes for coaches, whoever is listening. If you're a coach, business owner, whatever. Comparison is the thief of joy. A great quote Mm -hmm. because it is so true. It takes away Mm -hmm. all of our joy when really we should be focusing on like you said the great things that i'm doing like how i'm pushing through and what i'm doing right like our mm-hmm. own journey um so i want to go back to now um what made you decide to get the surgery and what did that process look like <laughs>
1: Um, OK, so my process was kind of uh, long, in a sense, because I actually decided I wanted to get the surgery in 2017. Um, and I was actually working for a hospital at that point in time. And so I was recommended a great doctor, Dr. Doctor, Fritz uh, Jean-Pierre. Hey, Dr. JP. Um, but he um, I found out about him back in 2017. And so I was on track to actually get my surgery and I ended up losing my job. Um, So I couldn't, but like, you know, I was just thinking to myself, like, it's, you know, it's not the Lord's will. Like, you know, right now it's not his time and I'm just going to forget it. So since I had lost my job, I ended up getting other jobs I hated. And then I had moved back to Alabama. So when I moved to Alabama, every under Alabama's state law, however it goes, weight loss surgery is not deemed necessary. So it's just blocked. So I was like, well, can't get that because I can't pay, like, you know, didn't have enough money to pay for that out of pocket. Um, then in 2021, I moved back to Georgia and I just flirted around with the idea, but I was like, yeah, like, I just knew that I wasn't ready. Well, like last, well, not last, October, October of 2021, I finally decided like I'm ready because I had, let me reverse back, 2017, 2000, I was 275 pounds um like I couldn't like I was breathing hard all the time like you know I was just like looking at myself and then like you know looking at pictures like even three years before that and like just how much weight I had gained because I honestly I gained 75 pounds in a year I really did um so it it was rough on me and like you know I just got tired of looking in the mirror so like you know that's when I had wanted it but in 2017 I really wasn't even taking it that serious myself um two friends at that point in time they had just had it so I was like oh I want to get it too like you know you look great um but fast forward to 2021 I had it made up in my mind in October that I was going to get it done went back to Dr. JP um and then I was on a six-month track well and in six months I had lost 24 pounds by myself um and like you know it wasn't anything significant I had done. Um, last january like i'm doing now is 21 days of prayer so it's like a fast and like you know every like I don't go by like the church's fast or whatever like I give up things that like I love or I have to eat every day or I have to drink every day last year I gave up sodas because like I had to have them do every single day and I didn't drink. I like, you know, I gave it up for 21 days. And that's how I honestly lost a lot of my weight, just by so stopped drinking drinks. And so like, you know, it just kind of kept me on track. Um, and then I was able to get my surgery that June. But I literally just had to have in my mind, like, I'm ready to have it. Like, I honestly, and at first in 2017, I wanted it for the look. Like, I just wanted it for the easy way out. Um, and nobody should ever want it for the easy way out because my is most definitely not easy. <laughs> this is not the easy way out at all.
0: Yeah. That's what Sarah talked a lot about too, is like the different struggles mm-hmm. that you still go through mm-hmm. with even before and after the surgery. But I mm-hmm. think you said something really, um, really interesting that in 2017, you wanted it for the wrong reasons. You weren't taking it serious. Mm-hmm. And then you mm-hmm. waited until 2020 or 2021 in order to have it because, um, that's when it came time that you could have it and you were decided on it. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing that I see in that is that the universe, God, everyone was like, this is for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. in 2017. Right. They're Mm -hmm. like, no, not yet. Like, well, let's wait until we have a little bit more growth and you're able to see it for all it's worth and to do the actual work after. Right. Mm-hmm. and before right because you said you did you have to go through a six-month um like check-in with a doctor is that what you were referring to like a um a six-month yes. plan before mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I had to have like sleep studies um that I had to do uh I had to see a cardiologist like literally I had to see a psychiatrist a list of things I had to uh, do before wow
0: I the surgery. yeah I mm-hmm. didn't know that either So you have to basically do a lot of check-in before you can do the surgery. And then Mm -hmm. you mentioned earlier too about therapy. So did you go to therapy Mm -hmm. before, after, during, or all of those?
1: Um, Yes. So I actually started therapy um, in June of 2020 and it's so crazy because no, wait, I started therapy 2021, excuse me. Um, and I actually started therapy to help me get over my ex-boyfriend. We were still together at that time, but I wanted to get rid of him. So I started going to therapy then. But as I was going to therapy and was talking, like, I noticed, like, this is a me thing. And this start like, stems from my childhood, my weight, all this type of stuff. So, like, you know, I discovered me more Um, during that time. So yes, I had 20 June of 2021, I started therapy and then I just continued it out, you know, um through my surgery process. But my psychiatrist, that was my first time ever going to a psychiatrist when they had prescribed it
0: to. How did therapy feel going for the first time?
1: Oh it felt so liberating.
0: Really? Liberating. Mm-hmm. Oh hell yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so good. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Eric, can be like so tough sometimes and breaking through that wall and yeah so I totally I'm glad to hear like it was a good experience for you going to therapy Mm -hmm. um I'm a huge person that's like I went to therapy as a kid and had a horrible horrible experience um but (laughs) but I know that was not that was all also like within me and the stories I was creating but um Mm -hmm. now I'm always like therapy can be so, so helpful, especially when you have deep rooted issues from trauma, from past Mm -hmm. childhood or experiences, and then you don't have anyone in your life that is not only a sounding board, but is, um, you know, like intellectually, emotionally and intellectually sound enough to give you advice from a non-biased perspective. So Mm -hmm. I see a lot of people doing, um, like instead of doing therapy, saying like, "Oh, I have somebody that I check in with or um like a accountability partner or something like that, and I think that is a great place to start. But I do think that therapy can be so powerful because they're non biased and they also have a lot more um skills, intellectual skills than um other people that are you know just in your life. Mm-hmm. um are you happy that you did the surgery? I am i am mm-hmm. i'm awesome. very
1: happy i did it
0: what has been the best thing since your surgery like since getting in the surgery
1: um i'm trying to think i don't i don't even think it's one thing that's that's very specific um that i well i can't say i um which is i've never been to that point that I couldn't cross my legs, but like, i noticed like my leg can go down further if that makes sense. And yep. like, so I, I don't know, like, they'll just so excited me. I was like, oh my God, like my foot is almost to the ground.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. I was like,
1: so excited about that. Yeah. It like, you know, and I just always, I tell people all, all the time, like small wins are so big, like, it's just the the best part of, um, of things because like, you know, sometimes it's people like, you know, being able to walk up some steps. Um, and you know, i which is I've never have reached that, you know, that type of hardship in my life. But to to be able to do something as simple as walk up the steps to be able to do something It's like, you know, having your legs like go over a little bit more. That's just is is very um liberating to me.
0: Yeah, it is. Like you mentioned when you were yeah, your heaviest that it was hard to do certain things, like it was hard to mm-hmm. uh like you were breathing harder. Mm-hmm when I went through my, um, food freedom journey and I gained weight during that, um, mm-hmm. that's how I felt too, As I felt like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. like I'm breathing a little bit harder. Like I noticed when I would get in the car that my bra, mm-hmm. like the underwire, my bra would hurt, like, because my stomach would hit the underwear and my bra. And, um, yeah, it's like a, it's an uncomfortable feeling sometimes being uncomfortable mm-hmm. in your own body. Mm-hmm. Um, so after the surgery goes through and everything like that, you go through starting to lose weight and starting to kind of like cultivate this new Jasmine, um, what type of experiences did you have after that you couldn't have had before? Um, if, you hear my dog, if you hear my dog snoring that that's, what's happening. If you hear that, it's just my dog <laughs> just so just snoring. <laughs>
1: So hilarious. That's um, so funny. That made me forget the question. So sorry. sorry. What did you ask? It?
0: <laughs> what type of experiences did you have that you wouldn't have had before the surgery?
1: Um, this is really stupid and kind of annoying, but like some people are more attracted to me. And it's just, that's like the dumbest thing to me. Cause I, do you actually think that I will look your way now? Mm. Because what well, <laughs> I don't that like that so I feel like that's an experience, but nothing um I don't feel like anything that drastic has happened or whatever because, you know, again, um speaking for other people, I do see like, you know, maybe they can like now have not have the extender in the airplane and stuff like that. I never had that struggle. So like, you know, things of uh, different experiences for me is more of a social thing more than
0: a weight thing to be honest you feel like the losing the weight allowed you like your your uh, personality to shine more like I know you were ta- always talk about how you've always been confident in yourself until people mm-hmm. started telling you you shouldn't be confident which mm-hmm. is just like ridiculous um and you mm-hmm. shouldn't be so sure of yourself Do you feel like since that got kind of like stunted, I guess a little bit, um, when you were a child and then into early adulthood, do you feel like losing the weight allowed that to come back or did Um, you ever lose it? No,
1: no, I never lost it. Okay, Just the way people saw me was one thing, but no, I never lost it. And like, you know, honestly, I, I told, I, I was, I've always been told, um that I'm a good person or whatever. Like I'm I'm pretty. Like, you know, I've I've heard that from a lot of people, but they will always throw in that. But she's just a big girl. I and I never forget this either. At my great granddaddy's funeral, a cousin told my uncle, I am a very pretty person. I'm just being well, there was, you could have left it that she's just pretty. So yeah. But
0: yeah,
1: I, I, now I guess it is experience. Now I just get down printing. That's it. You yeah.
0: <laughs> know, you don't get the disclaimer at the end anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> that disclaimer is so stupid because it's like,
1: yeah. Like
0: what type of other disclaimers do people do like that? Right. Like, it's just like, yeah. So stupid like that somehow takes away from your prettiness, but obviously didn't Mm -hmm. because they're still telling you that. So it's just really crazy. Mm -hmm. But again, that's like the mirror thing, right? Like that's a reflection because Mm -hmm. I think what people are doing when they do that is they're like, Oh, she's so pretty. Right. So they, they admire your beauty, but then they're like, if I was her, so they put yourself, their themselves in your shoes. And then they're like, I would, could never love myself at that size. That's what I think Mm -hmm. people are saying when they say that, because this is what I experienced a little bit when I was, um, when I was going through my food freedom journey and body confidence journey on Instagram, and I was showing up in like, um, swimsuits or, um, Mm -hmm. you know, like crop tops, whatever, um, and not really caring people would come in the comments so heavy sometimes. And so mean, and I was like, I know this is just because they can never imagine feeling confident and not being skinny or not being like mm-hmm. the average size, right? Like they, mm-hmm. that they can't even fathom that you could be able to do that. So it's like, for mm-hmm. them, they're like, oh no, like you're, you're not really confident. Like you're faking it is what I always felt like. And mm-hmm. maybe that's what your family was projecting onto you too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I most definitely feel like that's what what it was. No, I'm sorry. I I was (laughs) going to say I'm most definitely like now I do see this. That's what it was.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Crazy. Right. But that's life people project and that's okay. Um, so what's next, what's next on the horizon for you as far as online, your brand, everything?
1: Um, well, I most definitely, I want to grow my Presence more. Um, I did say a goal for me for this year was to grow my presence and to be more active on Instagram. Um, now I will say I do work from home, so it's like a lot of times, of course, like you know, you want to dress up, get cute, and stuff like that. So I just actually need to find the time to like create my content and like actually show up and like you know be able to be that um, to be that presence because it, it, it's a beautiful thing where people are like you know, hey, where you let, and um this girl the other day right now she actually told me um on her live she was like I don't see how you don't have many followers like you know more followers than what you have because your story is so impactful and you share some really great things and I was like oh my god thank you so now um I've started doing lives um, so now like, you know, I'm trying to grow myself and like, you know, doing lives, doing a little bit more reels, trying to post every day, which I have post in a week, but um I just want to be have my presence more. Um and then I don't know. Um I know I want to be something big within the community, um, but I will say I do not want weight loss to be my brand. I don't, um, because it's, I, I am more than weight loss, um, even though I have, like, that's how I'm gaining my presence, um, I don't want that to be my end all of things, because, um, I do try to, I, I teach people that every day, like, don't let just this be your story, like, you know, let you be your story, let your life be your story, and, um, uh, this is kind of subject, but, I was watching Jackie Anya. I've been following her for years since she was doing makeup on YouTube. And now she does like, you know, home things and like, you know, teaching you like, you know, luxury, like black girl luxury. And- she um, started a candle company, actually- right? Yes, yeah. she did. Mm-hmm. Her and her fiance. And like, you know, she I actually watched a TikTok of hers where she was talking about that. She said, like, you know, she started off doing beauty and she just wanted to change. And um, I honestly think I, I don't know what I will rebrand myself. In, it, but like, you know, I know that won't be for another year or two. But, you know, I I feel like it's healthy for anybody on this platform to Switch gears, like you know, don't let just one thing be your end all. Like, which, well, confidence is like never ending. I, I so many different areas, that, but yes, exactly. But I don't want weight loss to be my end all.
0: Yeah, for sure. I totally feel that. I and shifting gears is something that I think can be really scary when you have when you mm-hmm. have built your brand on something specific. But it's it's so cathartic when you do do that. Cause mm-hmm. I I don't know if you knew this, but I started as a, a trainer showing up on Instagram and YouTube. Um oh, you know, cool. showing I Oh my God. I'm like, I I leave the I left those videos all up because it's such a different it's like such a different person. Um and mm-hmm. looking back, I'm like, even you can hear like my Texas accent and like I'm like shy on camera and I always want to look back on those, but when I shifted, right. So I had built this whole like following and brand, um, not really brand cause I didn't have any branding, but, um, I had built my following on fitness and weight loss and when I wanted to shift into talking about confidence, because I was like, this is actually what's holding people back. Like, you know, we're doing mm-hmm. all this weight in the gym. We're doing all this um, different, you know, trying to be on these different diets, but then it never sticks or it never, um, mm-hmm. we get to a certain point, then we sabotage, right? Like, it's really more about our mental health, our, our confidence within ourselves, our self-worth. When I shifted, it was really scary because no one, like no one knew what the fuck I was doing and everyone was like kind of <laughs> like okay you know like I always tell people when they shift like wait like keep doing it mm-hmm. keep showing up in mm-hmm. that new way and keep doing it because people take a while to to adjust mm-hmm. and that's okay and you probably experienced that with Jackie Ina, right like you're like mm-hmm. okay wait what is she doing you know we're a little bit like wait where is she going i'm not sure like you know maybe we'll follow maybe we won't but then you know then they keep showing up in that way. And then we get used to Mm -hmm. that new person and we're like, oh, okay. Um, I see that you stuck with it. That's something that I always tell people in my programs too, is like people are going to wait to see if you're going to stick it out or if this is Mm -hmm. just like some type of weird phase that you're going through. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that's important to note too when shifting. But um, as far as you and your brand and everything like that, how can people like you said that you're always like in your DMS and stuff like that. So if anybody from Mm -hmm. the bariatric, um, community is listening, thank you for coming. First of all, um, I would love to connect with you guys more so you guys can follow down below. I have it in the show notes, my info, but how can people connect with you?
1: Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Jasmine is losing it. Um, my email is also jasmine is losing it at gmail.com. Um, to be honest, this is my only social media. I do hate that. I will get
0: more. Um, but you yes, take it slow, take right it now, slow.
1: Instagram is the way to go.
0: Yes. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, actually Sarah talked about that too, about um how she she really like grew super fast on social media. And mm-hmm. she was saying, like, I feel like I wish it would have been the other way around. Like I wish I would have grown slower because it's like she d- she was saying, I don't think this is on the podcast because I think this was after we ended, but she was saying, like sometimes mm-hmm. she doesn't know who's in her community because it's so big that she didn't mm-hmm. have time to build those relationships. Mm-hmm. And so she was saying that like I was telling her how my community grew really, really slow. And she was like, that is such a beautiful thing. Like, be thankful for mm-hmm. that. So I think it really is after we had that combo, I was like, that's very true because you get to build those relationships. They're strong. And then you slowly, but surely get into more people's, um, DMS and more people's inboxes. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, like they start to really see who you are. So I can't wait to see that for you. <laughs> yes, um, I can't wait
1: either. I'm so excited.
0: Hell yeah. Um, there's only one more thing that I wanted to touch on, which was that you mm-hmm. are, showing up in the gym. So I know mm-hmm. that you, do you go to a gym that you work at too, or do you, um, is it a gym that you know, someone there? Cause I feel like it's like a home to you. That's why I was like, you're always there. <laughs> and I feel like you're so comfortable there.
1: Uh, well, okay. So I'm not in like actually in a gym. I do work at at home. Um, crazy part about it is, um, I was going to a gym up the street. Like I literally went to visit and it's like, they kind of bullied me into like signing up that day. They were like, we'll do it now. And I was just like, oh my God, like, you know, and I hate when people do that to me. So like I signed up and then um, I had went back cause I inquired about um, a personal trainer. And, like, you know, I, they were like, well, you get a free session. And I was like, okay, get the free session. Then they bullied me again, like, oh, no, you got to do this or whatever. Like, you know, pay this 275 and you get X, Y, Z. And I'm like, no and then every time I went in the gym like I got harassed by and I was like oh so like I just quit going there um but I do sell Herbalife and I like it's about 30 minutes away where one of the distributors she like you know has a um, nutrition club inside of the gym so like you know I would go there every Wednesday and like you know we will work out so like you know it was super fun I always find working out with friends fun because like, you know, we're joking around, but like, you know, we're also like, you know, heavy lifting, we're pumping each other up. And like, you know, these girls are like, you know, way smaller than me, but, um, like they're very fit. And like, you know, I did the same thing that they did and they were like, girl, you can do whatever I do. Like you know, and they they pushed me like the whole way, and like we end up working out like an hour and a half each time because like you know we were just like so lit like off of each other's energy, and um so yeah like I I love working out with with friends, and then me and my other friend Rami like sometimes we'll Facetime and we'll work out together. So I
0: like that. Yeah, I like that. Have you um you I know you said you love working out, but what do you feel like is the best part of working out like what does it give you
1: um it just it gives me a sense of um I think freedom is the word I want to use every single time I do that because it's like you know I did it like you know like you know I can't believe I, I did that much but I did it like you know I wanted to give up but I didn't. So it's like that type of freedom of like, you know, like I can, like, I know I can do this. And like, you know, it's just like, you know, I was, I was myself. I was no different from anybody, even though I may be, you know, a more plus size person in the next one. Like I did the same thing that they did with the same, like, you know, struggle that they went through while I was doing it. So I'm no different than them. And that just makes me feel so like, Um, and like, you know, the stress sleep and all that type of stuff, like, you know, it just makes me feel free, like, you know, and non judged in like, you know, in the sense of like, you know, I just, I just do it like, you know, and I'm just like, oh my God. Um, and another thing I love, love, love to walk my neighborhood. Like that is my favorite thing to do. Um, if I go to the front and make a loop, um, it's two miles exact, and I could do that in tw- uh, twenty minutes. Nice. Um, and like you know, when I when I walk, like you know, my mind is just like so free, like you know, just looking at nature and like you know, just like you know, seeing what every like you know, just the world has to offer. It's just a beautiful thing to me. Um, so I and it's very mind clearing. So I tell people all the time, like, if you don't do anything, just walk. Like you know, it just. This, it, this <laughs> I tell
0: everybody that yeah mm-hmm. I tell everybody that yeah Renee and I when we did our um we did this whole like um 16 week program this was so long ago and we did we both lost like a lot of weight during that and we were getting ready to go to Cabo and so we were like we're gonna get fit yeah and um so we hold on let me wait for the siren <laughs> sounds of the city so we um we got a coach to coach us through that. And he was like, start with like 30 minutes walking, even if you don't go to Mm -hmm. like have access to a treadmill in the morning, just do a 30 minute walk outside. Mm -hmm. And we have kept doing that for that. I think this is be like our fifth or sixth year that every single Mm -hmm. morning we walk at least 30 minutes and it is so underrated. It's like the most underrated Mm -hmm. form of like, like you said, like self-care, mind clearing and and exercise. Like mm-hmm. I was just talking to my cousin the other day and she was saying like, I don't know where to start. Like, I'm so like frustrated with my weight and like my stomach and this and that. And I, I feel like I can, I don't want to exercise at home. Like she had all these different things that she didn't want to do all these different mm-hmm. objections. And I was like, just start walking. Like just mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. she lives close to um, Echo Park in LA. So I was like, just start walking, just walk in the morning, get it done before you have to take your kids to school and do all the things, just go and do your walk. And that's it. Just start there. Because Mm -hmm. once you start that, you're like, okay, this is easy. Like I need a little bit more Mm -hmm. like, and it becomes part of your routine. And it's like, oh, I love walking. I love walking so much. I could talk about it all the time, but two Mm -hmm. miles in 20 minutes. That is amazing. That is really fast. Mm -hmm. So your power, which
1: is Yes, like I've always been a fast walker. Me and my grandma, like everybody makes fun of us in our family, because like you know, we walk so fast. Um, and we're short. But um, we just well, I don't know, like it's just a thing. Like no matter how what size I have ever been, like I've just always been a fast walker, like just by you know, just natural. Um and plus, like, you know, I know when I'm walking, like I got to get back home. So <laughs> I'm trying to really get back home. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. um that's another reason why I do walk fast but yeah um I like I and every time I do that um now I, I will say I have not always been able to walk two miles in 20 minutes that I have not been able to do um but as I lost weight like that's my current of two miles in 20 uh two miles and 20 minutes but um it that also like again that freedom That like you know I can do this like you know I can like I know like I I I broke down like this time because like you know versus thirty five minutes you know I've shaved fifteen minutes off of my time and like you know I didn't even really realize I was doing it until I looked back at my Apple Watch app and I was like yes like you know go my time um so yeah just I I tell everybody if you don't do anything else walk get that heart working
0: and just see where that goes. That's awesome. I love that. So I'm going to link everything for Jasmine down below for you guys, of course, so you guys can connect with her, her email, and also her Instagram. Um, And then we're, unless you want to touch on anything else, if I missed anything or anything else you want to talk about, we're going to do a little rapid fire questions to end it out.
1: Um, Well, I do want to say before we do this, you look amazing. And I thank you so much for Talking to me and having me on your show. Um, and that is so wonderful that you used to be a coach because I didn't know that you look great. I love the clothes you wear. I love Thank that you, you love that your skin it's jean because I love the skin that you in. So yeah. <laughs> Thank
0: you so much. Thank you so much. No um, anybody who's listening, Jasmine literally just slid in my DMs. So The DMS are open. Okay. Just convince me. (laughs) It doesn't take a lot. Like it doesn't take a lot, but it does have to be productive conversation and it does have to be centered around something that's going good. There's no negativity going on in this podcast. I mean, we can talk about negative things, of course, but our overall projection is positive, right? Growth. Mm -hmm. So get in the DMS, convince me you want to be on. Um, just know there's like a long, there's a, uh, a long <laughs> way. And Jasmine will tell you, cause we've been talking. For oh like yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Someone, I emailed somebody today and she was like, uh, I emailed her a date for March and she was like, Oh, like, I'm just wondering if I can get in sooner. I was like, my no. normal <laughs> self was like, I mean, I guess I could kinda. And then I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> So, anyways, um, okay, we're gonna do the rapid fire. Um, what is your favorite food?
1: Uh, chicken. Chicken fried chicken
0: Ooh, from yes. my grandma. <laughs> I love that. And then, what is uh your candy of choice when you go to the movies?
1: Ooh, um, to the movies, I love popcorn and sour um
0: sour worms. What do you call them? Mm, yeah. Is it sour worms? The Charlies. Yeah. I think that's what you would call them. Sour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's another name. Why does it feel like there's another name for it? I know. I, <laughs> I I feel like it's something different, but that's the only thing that could come into my head right now. <laughs> yeah. Those are so good. Those are so good. Yeah. Do you put candy in your popcorn? Like chocolate? Yeah.
1: that. Um, oh, chocolate. Um, I'll have put milk duds in my popcorn, but like that, I don't know that sour sweet with the, um, Popcorn with the gummy worms. That's you just, do oh popcorn God.
0: and gummy worms? Yeah, the the sour gummy
1: worms. Mm-hmm. Oh wow,
0: interesting! I never mm-hmm. heard of that before. Mm-hmm.
1: But I guess it goes yeah. the same
0: with like sour, sweet, salty, like you said. Mm-hmm. What is your drink of choice if you're going out, walking into a bar? What is your drink of choice? So
1: funny because now that I have had bariatric surgery, I, I'm afraid to do mixed drinks. So I just drink, do say straight
0: you say what is that
1: um it's jay-z's liquor
0: oh okay and at what time okay okay. yeah Mm -hmm. um i have never been like a dark liquor person older i get the darker (laughs) i think i go like sometimes now i'll do like a little bit darker but yeah it's so funny like you get older and then you're like oh okay i'll try this like Mm -hmm. Like
1: you're
0: an adult now. Yeah, right. (laughs) Not just drinking vodka. (laughs) Um, what is your coffee order right now?
1: Um, you make a lot of coffee at home. Yeah, I do. Uh huh. I I make all my coffee at home. So, um, like you know, because and I I didn't know this till post-op that Keurig um the K cups like they're all sugar-free. Unless like you buy like the latte or something like, or like the hot cocoa, but everything else is sugar free. So I usually do that. And then I get like a, um, like a vanilla or cookies and cream, um, protein and I mix it together.
0: Nice. Love that. Mm -hmm. So what is your best Amazon purchase or I guess online purchase? I guess some people don't use Amazon as much as me, as I've found out (laughs) as I've been doing these rapid fires, but what is your best Amazon or online purchase that you made this month?
1: um oh my gosh I'm so sorry somebody just called my phone and it's coming through doing my computer sorry um best Amazon purchase I'm always like buying like uh like weight um uh, not weight loss things but workout stuff so like mm. I get like the booty bands and then I also get like um like the the sw- the body sweatsuits I've gotten that as well
0: nice love that I'll have the um bands link for you guys down below in the show notes. I link everything for you guys. So if you're a first time listener oh, there's yeah. okay. always links. So check the show notes cuz it has a lot of info down there. Um and then if you were not well what do you do for work? Like during the like your normal 9 to 5 that you referenced.
1: Um I work at Verizon. I work in the business department um and I work from home. Um so yeah, like this, that can get boring, but I've also like started binge watching while I'm at work, binge watching, binge watching a show. And I also discovered this week, a uh, desk workout. So I've been doing that. Ooh,
0: nice. I used to binge watch while I would email too, when I was in customer service. <laughs> um, so if you weren't doing that, what would you be doing? Um, like my dream job. Mm-hmm. Is that what
1: you're saying? Um, I, honestly, I'm not even gonna lie. I would love, love, love to have my presence so big online that that is my job, my full-time job.
0: Let's manifest it.
1: Yes. Yeah. That is what I will be doing.
0: <laughs> yes, love that. Love that. Love that. Um, and then I think that might've been the last one. I try to remember these off the top of my head. I think that might be the last one. Let me think. Hold on. I feel like there's one more, but <laughs> I can't good. think of it. Sometimes I make them up on the fly. If like Relative to the person, yeah. And
1: while you're thinking of that, my sister just brought me a package that
0: I don't know Oh my god! Shut funny. up. This is literally epic. Hold on. I literally have to take a video of this. Like, this is amazing. Yes. I got my package. Oh my. Okay, open it. I'm so
1: excited. This has never happened. <laughs> That's, she was actually calling me and I was like, I sent you a box that she'd say to She was like, hey, you need something. That oh, oh! That was a sticker. Yes. so cute. Oh
0: my God, I'm so oh glad I got you to you today. Oh my God, are the best
1: for this. Oh my God, did I do, it's the club. I cannot wait. Oh my God, get on quickly. Yes, I'm so excited. Oh my God, this is so cute. I love for it. For those of you listening, it says confident as fuck. Oh, I love this. Thank you so much. You're
0: welcome. So I said this on the last podcast, but for you guys who are listening, I always send the guest a, um, a confident as fuck cup. So it's only guests. So only guests can get them. So if you want to be on, you want to get a cup. DMs, but (laughs) yeah, it's just my little way of like saying thank you for giving your time, sharing your story, doing all the things. I really appreciate that. Um, I know, you know, like being on the podcast is exciting. Being on any podcast is exciting. It's like Mm -hmm. fun for the guests as well, but I also want to say like, it's not only, you know, like it's not you guys only giving your, Mm -hmm. or not me giving you guys right. Like a platform or like sharing your story, but it's also you guys giving to me, right? I know that mm-hmm. we're all busy. We all do our things. Opening up and talking about stuff publicly on a on a podcast or any platform can be tough. So I always want to like show that and just say thank you. So thank you for coming on.
1: Yes. Thank you for this. I love this so much. Yes. Now I got welcome. something for my propane.
0: Yes. I love that. So thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys liked this, please share on social media. You can tag me and Jasmine over there. You can find us on Instagram at Confident AF Podcast over on Instagram. Like I said, if you liked it, go ahead and share it. Send it to a friend, do all the things. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Jasmine, for coming. Thank you. And I will talk to you guys next week.